Welcome to the Yak Sports Podcast with Joe Deck and Leela McRae. Uh, Leland, did you, uh, how much NFL did you watch? How much NFL did I watch? Not a lot. Uh, we have three days of Christmas at, mm-hmm. in the, in my generation of McCray household. We go to my wife's side of the family and then we're around the house on Saturday. And then on Sunday when NFL was happening, I was at my parents' house and present opening and, and breakfast, uh, led into the afternoon. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I did not watch much. I will tell you. When I checked in at the four o'clock games, there was never a reason for me to stick around uh, and watch my Steelers. <laughs> it was very one-sided, and not that I'm surprised they lost, but just I just don't like watching them get pounded. And then when my buddies that are Reds, get, or excuse me, Washington football team fans, uh, yeah, did not much not much reason to stick around on that one either. So I I watched very minimal. I know results, but it's the past two weeks. I've just been busy on Sundays these last two weeks, so uh, not a whole lot. How much did you watch? Um. I'll be honest. I actually watched more. Uh, I guess it was that it was Christmas, Christmas Day. I watched more football than I have games, probably the yeah. last two weeks. And then I watched almost none Sunday. Because, um, yeah. I, I mean, when when you wake up Christmas morning and then go through Christmas Day and then halfway through Christmas Day, it's like, oh, guess what? Huntley has COVID, so he's not going to play. Josh Johnson's going to be the quarterback. You know, it's just like, all right, well, I don't need to be invested in that game. So I think on Friday, I thought I knew on Friday he wasn't playing that weekend. Maybe it was. I could have sworn it was on Sunday or uh, Christmas Saturday, but I I might be wrong about the timing. To be fair, like I was out of the loop. Like I just wasn't tight to Twitter these last couple of days. Uh, you know, I sent you that UVA football the Barber tweets about UVA football and Barber's had them get out going to the, to the bowl game. And I, that stinks as, as for much as I get on here and say, like, I, I'm not a UVA fan make that very clear. Like that stinks for those guys. I mean, they, they were practicing for this bowl game. It, you know, if this was a higher profile bowl game, maybe I'd, you know, have an evil laugh to it, but I like, it just stinks for those guys. And I, you know, a lot of credits how UVA has been handling this transition with Bronco, you know, one way or the other saying I'm leaving and, and, you know, there's all the rumors behind whether he got pushed out or what, or, you know, donors and money related, all that doesn't matter. He's still there. He was still coaching the team. He was bringing Elliot in his office every day, uh, really helping the transition. And for a program that has built momentum in a positive direction compared to where they had been, I th- it sounds like it's, it's a great little transition and happened there. So uh, I am sorry for them that they can't go because I, I would hate it to happen to my team. Yeah, and Virginia Tech, I guess, isn't out of the woods yet. I mean, the game hasn't been yeah, played until yet. Until they so you kick that thing off on Wednesday, I have no trust. <laughs> right, yeah, you don't really know what's going to happen there until they finally play. And and you're seeing bowl games left and right. And I, I just yeah. don't remember this last year. I don't remember this many bowl games not happening. I don't remember this I many games. I think they had less to start. Like, maybe off the bat, there was less. Because... There wasn't the six way, you know, they played less game. Like off the bat, there was like a lot of bowl games that just didn't exist last year. And I think Fenway Bowl was one of them. Like, yeah, we're not even going to have a bowl game. In this, yeah, well, this that's a new time. game. And I think it's a new bowl game this year. I don't, I think it's just, I like think it was new. supposed to be new last year and they didn't oh, play okay. it. I'm, oh, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure about that. That's why I'm saying that. But like, 
when what was the first one? It was Wake Forest was played Texas A&M in the Gator Bowl and Texas A&M had to drop out. And like I just immediately was like when they're searching for someone to play. And of course, JMU Twitter thinks somehow they're going to get involved, which is beyond me. I I'm like, why? You know, they're searching for a team to play. They pull Rutgers out of a six and seven season back onto the field. And seven, let, let, yeah, let's go. And uh, I'm just like, what? <laughs> just wait a minute. <laughs> what is a many of these bowl games are going to get canceled. There's going to be a, this is like Texas A&M well, is but not then... the only one to cancel. And so we've seen that now and we've seen full bowl games just get deleted. And now we've seen uh, the latest one with the sun bowl, Miami pulls out uh, in the bowl game that Boise state's going to be in the barstool bowl, Boise state drops out. Well, they take the other team from the Boise state game and put them over there in the sun bowl. So it worked out. And that's what I thought we'd see a lot more of it, but Military Bowl canceled uh, other ones. You know, it's just a lot of cancellations. I was going to say the problem there is you you run into with, well, this team canceled, this team canceled. Let's just meet and have a bowl. Well, one of those bowls is going to not want to lose a team so right. or not lose the game. I, so, I don't feel sorry for Barstool. I'm fine with them kind of getting the Yeah, I, I understand your <laughs> stance there, but it's going to be other bowls. Like you wanted yeah. Wake Forest and so, somebody else. Well, Okay, like I guess Hawaii. Uh, you wanted Memphis to fly to the Gator Bowl, I guess. Uh, you know the Hawaii Bowl is gonna be upset about that, but I I appreciate those dudes, the the ones that sponsored the Hawaii Bowl, like on Christmas Day or yes. whatever it was, and they like still did all their like pictures of the field and all, like I mean the the promotional marketing people were there anyway, you know, away from their families, so they still did their job, and I. I appreciated the humor that was coming off that, like I like making the best of the bad situation. Unlike Clawson at Wake Forest, and I said this to you in a tweet mm-hmm. immediately. Like Clawson goes out there, and I don't, I, I'm not going to come at this like Clawson, some terrible coach. I just, I think it show how, shows how myopic he is, just so self centered about his team and everything. And he said, you know, my, our, we had a great season at Wake Forest this year. We deserve this bowl game, and these seniors deserve this Gator Bowl. And I'm just like. Man, we're in a pandemic, number one. And but deserve, like you deserve the wins that you you have. You deserve, you get in the game, you play it, and you play to win and you win it. You deserve that. But deserve a bowl. No, like it's an exhibition invitation. And when the other team pulls out because of the pandemic we're in, like, no, you don't throw your arms up that like this is some huge unfair thing. And so when you see Mike Houston, whose whole bowl game is wiped off the face there, because, I mean, you got to remember, Wake Forest immediately found an opponent. Everybody was jumping at the chance to go play there because it was the first. Wake uh, ECU gets their bowl game completely wiped out. And here's a coach saying, we're disappointed with the news, but we walk around this campus, you know, up at uh, the, Mil- the Naval Academy, and he's like, you know, we, we remember how lucky we are to be here, and, the, and here's Navy serving this country. He just like the whole statement that he had – of how lucky they are to even have the opportunity to have traveled there and be there. Like, it's just the, I, you know what? Like if tomorrow we had a reason to look for a new head coach, I, any rumors about Dave Clawson, I would get rid of. And Mike Houston ones, I'd welcome more. I don't want either one of them right now. I like Brett Pry, but I just, I like my coach that gets it life in general that gets understands that like, you know, all this entitlement that these young people seem to come with and that, the older generation complains about, I hate it when the older generation buys into that entitlement and deserve and what we're owed. And, and I mean, you usually hear it the fifth and sixth team in the playoff rankings, but here's Wake Forest talk about it with a Gator ball. It's just, just shut up. Just, you know, 
you had a good season. You've earned a great season. It doesn't mean you've earned like playing at 11 a.m. on New Year's Eve. Yeah, I don't disagree. I, you know, I, I think I I replied to that message with similar. Yeah. Similar feelings. I knew I, I, was I just. The fire. Yeah, I. Yeah, in terms of like, well, we deserve this and we deserve that. I'm like, oh, well, I mean, look. Unfortunately, life happens. One of the things that football coaches love to talk about, football coaches love to talk about when somebody interviews them is, you know, well, you know, we got to respond to adversity and handle adversity and blah, blah, blah. Okay, well, this is adversity. This is life adversity. So this is kind of like the rest of their life. If you play Wake Forest football and your name's not Sam Howell. So, or not Sam Howell. Disappointment. Sam Hartman. So, yeah, like you're probably not going pro. So, Get ready. Like, life is going to suck. Your players came to Wake Forest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> life's going to be way. hard sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Life's going to be hard sometimes. And this is that adversity. So now they found yeah. an opponent. Good for them. Yeah. It worked um, out. And I'm not saying that the NCAA shouldn't have tried to find an opponent. I, I'm fine with that. But I just I think just that. Let it happen. Yeah. I, I, the whole, like, well, you know, we deserve it. And I'm like, okay. I, I don't know about deserve. But. This sport is not built on deserve. This sport is built no. on anything but deserve. As you will always remind me, you know, college, you know, conference champions aren't guaranteed anything in this sport. And but in college basketball, if you're sitting there in college basketball and you won your conference, and then somehow you were going to get messed out of being in the tournament for because of co- because of another team, I would get it because hey, you were told all season, you win this, you get entered into this tournament that decides a champion. This is an exhibition bowl game. Like it's, it's two different things. Dessert. Just shut up. Just yeah. And, and everybody's owed everything. And your comments about Mike Houston. Just to go back to those for a second. I I, I agree. I, I feel like that's why I was you know I, him going to East Carolina is good for him. But I was disappointed when he left because I was like, man, that's a good guy. And then JMU brings in who they bring in, and he's talking about the possibility of playing in the Gator Bowl, even though that's impossible because the NCAA wouldn't allow an FCS team into an FBS bowl game. And, of course, you know, anybody who understands the rules knows that, but he knows that other people don't, and there's a journalist who doesn't know the rules but talks about it sometimes and continues to show his ignorance on stuff that he allegedly is an expert in. So all of that's frustrating in itself, and then you have the fans buy into it. But I will say, you know... We didn't touch on it that much, but last week, because we kind of breezed through it, but you didn't beat North Dakota State. So you want to tell me that, and it's, this goes to the the delusional few uh, that are also a vocal few at JMU. Like, you didn't beat North Dakota State. You want to tell me you're going to beat Wake Forest? That kid's going to go play in the NFL. You have a quarterback that you yeah. pretend is yeah. Tom Brady of the FCS, but that guy is actually good. Like not to squash this, Joe, but my comments towards towards this subject, I, I don't want to talk like it's it's so bizarrely stupid that it's even an idea floated out there by anybody that claims to know anything. No where, no way. They rather have five and seven Rutgers, Rutgers come than even look at any of these FCS teams. So just it just was never going to happen. It was 20 people on Twitter spouting about it. No one else in this country even – it's just – it was a nothing thing, much less the fact of what you're saying, that they would have gotten rolled in that football game. Like, it's just 
just, it's just so like, ah, you could just, it's really put riverheads in there, you know, riverheads, one class, one state, six state, let's put them in the gator ball. Like that's the equivalent. Like, what are we talking about? It ain't, is never going to happen. Like they're not, no one was even looking at you. No one was calling you. Bourne didn't answer the phone that night. Like no one called him. It's true. I was just like, that's my, I mean, not just to cut you off, but like, it's a waste of anybody's breath, much less everybody's typing fingers that night. It was just a waste of time. Yeah, you're not wrong. Um, but with the bowl games that were played, I mean, I, I'd love to watch more of these even, but it, it seemed like the ones I could watch, I got canceled. So um, uh, I don't think they played the Camellia Bowl. And if they did, I didn't watch it. Maybe that did get played because I think I remember something about Georgia State playing. I don't know. Um, Army won. That was not surprising. I had Army. Uh, South Florida was free money. I loved that. The Gators were overrated. North Texas made me mad. They were winning that game, and then they blew it. Um, and then the worst part about the Hawaii Bowl being canceled was there were no sports on Christmas Eve then. That was the worst part. I wouldn't have watched anyway. Uh, watched sports on Christmas. We did. We watched some NFL. I don't – I. I don't, made some I'm money. Not able to watch much investments. Um, I was watching some of that Western Michigan Nevada game. Uh, see, I would have loved to watch that game, but uh, it comes on at eleven a.m. Some of us have work. I was building a Lego while doing it, so it was That's me, cool. Bill Roth, and some Legos, and it was good. Western Michigan was easy. Western Michigan, I couldn't believe Western Michigan uh, playing in Michigan. I don't know why anyone would have put money on Nevada, Dude. and then Nevada had some people sick. But apparently, their quarterback was six nine. Speaking of Legos, I got to tell you about a shiny toy I have. It's really shiny. It's a Lego Home Alone house. Like it, my sister and brother-in-law absolutely splurged on their kid's favorite uncle, mm-hmm. uh, which, yeah, I just am. I just am. So I get that. Okay. But they got me the Home Alone house. Like it is a crazy awesome lego set it's gonna take me like eight hours to build it's like 4500 pieces or something like i am so pumped to build this thing like it was one of i had a couple awesome gifts this year but it's like good. that one blew me away like it it's just i am so pumped to build that lego and it was like gifted to me and the kids i'm gonna put blue tape down and they can watch from behind the line like it it's, oh, it's see, now because of that, Arlo, if you're listening, <laughs> Arlo, if you're listening. Oh, well, Arlo needs to not be around it for choking hazard this is, this is <laughs> This is your favorite person, not your dad. Um, knock it down when he's done. Like as soon as he's done and goes to take a picture of it, like let him get the picture, but then go knock it down. <laughs> this thing's incredible. You won't, you won't see it soon. I, I don't know which day I'm going to do it coming up, but it might not be before I see you this week. Wow. If we're able to see each other, but like, it's, it's awesome. I can't wait. I that can't wait that day it. does have some good bowl games, especially at night, unless, yeah. you know, COVID happens, but, um, currently has gay, good game schedule. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, like even looking at our game, like we're so decimated by the portal and COVID, like we're like, a I'm not interested in the state we're, we're a one game version of the Hokies. Like I am not interested in that. We're we're worse. Bad. It's not the team we will be. It's yeah, just I like, don't. If Brent Pry gets through the game, 
like coaches all four quarters and doesn't quit, I'll be happy. Like he's not coaching. JC's coaching. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. that's fine. Brent Pry, he, that's Pry good. I don't want Brent Pry involved in this. I, I want this. Like I want. I don't want watching. this to touch him. Yeah. Yeah, it does not touch him. It's on JC. JC's trying to have that winning record as Virginia Tech head coach, and I hope he. I hope he can manage it. I my issue is I just haven't heard as many COVID issues over at Maryland, uh, or not COVID issues, but uh, uh transfer portal the issues. Whole so thing. I'm sure they've had some, but I was to say the whole thing. Yeah. I, I just you know Burmeister's transferring out there was like the he's transferring out but he apparently asked if he could still play but like i whether our coach however it went down if you're gone you're gone like just like yeah just just go like we you know even even on the good side of it like how bad would you feel you're coaching him out there and he gets hurt and now he can't play you know like as a person like you know like you have different plans i don't want to mess up your plan like it's a, and that's the best case scenario. That's the nicest way of thinking about it. There's a plenty of negative. If you're going, let's get out. You know, like we don't want you here. Get out. And I, you know, I know you're not excited to see him leave. I, I'm not, I don't want to, I, we just don't have anybody. I want to know who some of these transfer oh. and then I'll feel a lot better about it. Cause all I know is that we have the quarterback that's going to be starting for us. Um, Blumrick, who I was He's so bad. I was during the UVA game, like, put Burmeister back in, leave Burmeister in. Like, so I, I'm not saying I want Burmeister still there. I just wish, I just wish he just wasn't in the portal already and all that. I wish he could have gotten in the portal later, but that's his life. He's got to do what he's got to do. Saying, I do think that's weird that players are entering the portal. I don't have a problem with the portal, but I have, I think I do have a problem with the portal before the bowls are over. Like, yeah, maybe have that well, be an off season thing. needs to get pushed back. The, yeah. Maybe this, have that be December, an off season thing. This December try, sign and day for the guys out of high school needs to get pushed, and then every all the clocks mm-hmm. can get pushed behind the bowls. And it, it was a mistake to ever go before. I don't, I don't know what motivated it. it uh, if you want to put it in money, October sure. or something to where like it's just going to get focused, but that's mid season. Like I, I just don't get it. I don't like it. I think it I was August. I don't know. I think the the original intent was to try to get players in for that spring semester, but. I don't know. Then, then they need to commit in August, and then you need to finish up your high school in the fall and come in. I don't yeah. know. Like it, I, I, do I don't think you have to sign a letter of intent by then. Yeah, I don't I don't know. But, yeah, and, and then you have the playoffs still. I mean, that's those are the ones that matter. Um, Alabama, Cincinnati, Michigan, Georgia. Oh, I, I want Cincinnati to win, but they're not going to. Um and I know that. I don't even think they'll cover. I might bet it anyway. But what's the lines? I haven't even been keeping up with the numbers. Uh, last one I saw was thirteen and a half, fourteen. Yeah, not great. Um, but the line. Alabama game. I, I just here's the thing: when since if Cincinnati gets blown out, right? Let's say they lose by thirty-five points. I already know the trolls on Twitter will be out saying, see, Cincinnati doesn't belong. Cincinnati doesn't belong. Notre Dame gets rocked like that. Notre Dame loses by 35. Oklahoma loses by 35. Everybody that plays Alabama in a semifinal gets killed. So I I don't read into that. Cincinnati was undefeated. They beat Notre Dame. Oklahoma State would get killed by Alabama. In fact, I don't even know if Oklahoma State beats Notre Dame in their bowl game. Like, I don't think they're that good, but they'll play I that like game. I like that matchup. That's a fun game to watch. It will be a fun game. 
I like I said, I don't know if Oklahoma State beats Notre Dame. That's a game I'm not touching in terms of investments because I don't I could see either team winning that game. Um Michigan, Georgia, man, I want that to be a good game, but that just kind of has the Jim Harbaugh's happy to be here kind of vibe. And then him and his khakis just get totally dusted by Georgia. My only thing that hesitates me there is I thought they'd come, they'd probably win the Big Ten Championship, but they'd probably like not look the greatest through it. And they came out and played. So, like, that's the yeah, only but I don't think Iowa is good. Like, I don't think Iowa's good. You and I but sat there and watched Iowa. Who did they play? Penn State, and they barely beat their backup quarterback. That's not, that's not good. I guess it's just my my lasting opinion is like a spot where I expected Michigan to Michigan, at least somewhat, you know, maybe not lose, but still Michigan a bit. They they didn't, and they came out and played hard, and I thought the Ohio State win. So, like, the last two games I watched them play, like, they were really ready. So, like, I, I'm not going to pick Michigan to win that game. I'm going to pick Georgia to win because I think they're better. But, like, I, I could see that being a game. Like, I could see that being a good one. Mm. I don't know. I think that's the better of the two. You're, pro- you're so not wrong about that. I do think that's the closer game. Um, that's why it's the later game. Like, that's... Yeah, it's <laughs> 730. So does TV people, so... Yeah, but I think that'll be interesting. Um, with the NFL, I, I want to go back real quickly, Lynn. Yeah, whatever. We're talking. When we're, when we're looking at the Ravens, I don't think they're going to the playoffs now. Like, I kind of feel like that was a game they had to have. And unfortunately, like I said, you, you find out your quarterback, who's your backup, is also not going to be able to play because he has COVID. And then you have to put Josh Johnson in, who nobody wants to see play. And they lose the Bengals, and that sucks. Um, I guess technically if Lamar or Huntley is back against the Rams, maybe. But it was another defensive back gets hurt in that Bengals game. And look, football injuries and, you know, for better or worse, COVID. Well, for worse. COVID is now part of football, too. All the teams have to deal with this. And unfortunately for the Ravens, it's kind of piled up at, crunch time here at the end of the year and it's probably going to mean they don't go to the playoffs now um and and that stinks but I will say like next year when the defensive backs are back when our running backs are back uh I think this is a team that's going to be fine I I don't worry about the long-term future of the Ravens right now even if we miss the playoffs this year because of injuries and COVID the Steelers they get killed this is going to be Big Ben's last year. I think for them, it's a question: Are they able to get an Aaron Rodgers in the off season, or not? I, I with the QB class coming out from college, I just I really think that's just got to be the plan, and and, and where they're going to draft. Like, just go find that veteran, find a one or two year plan, knowing that probably next year when the QB class looks a lot better, you're going to get somebody next year, and even if you have to trade up a little bit, because they did that for Big Ben when they did that, like. For a franchise quarterback, you do that. And um, I just don't like the QB class this year. So I'm, I'm hoping that's the plan. I hope Aaron Rodgers seems like a great option. I know he hasn't been my favorite person this year. Um, and, I, you know, he's generally not a problem for me. But I'll take him on the football field. Like, he's still battling. Look what they're doing there at Green Bay. Like, he's going to become available coming off a really successful year there at Green Bay, like where they could end up in the Super Bowl kind of thing. Um, but they're buying for that kind of spot right now. And – you know, I'll take him. He's still good. He's 
far advanced from what Ben is right now. So yeah, it'd be stupid to say I wouldn't take him. Um, looking around the league though, like when you look other than that, I just, I'm not sure who I'm gunning for. I think Aaron Rodgers is that easy answer because he's a Hall of Fame quarterback, but I just don't know who else I'm gunning for. But, you know, I would have said the same thing last year and all of a sudden all these different guys were available at different times. So I, yeah, I mean, there'll be guys that are backups that you can plug and play. I mean, their starters were moving around last year. So I'll be interested to see what happens. If it's not Rodgers, I just, I'm hoping something surprises us and we get our hands on somebody decent. I will say for Washington that that is one I would be worried about. I know they have injuries too, and some of the some of that is injury related, and some of that will get better next year, but some of it won't. And, and I think Washington has a has a genuine problem on their hands. They took a yeah. big step back this year. The defense was never as good as we thought it was going to be, even, even before injuries. Yeah, Ryan Fitzpatrick was never going to make this team something much better than what it is now. Heineke is not a franchise quarterback, which we all knew, but I mean, they got killed by Dallas. They were going with the like 2000 Ravens approach, like have a great defense and have a quarterback. Yeah, but their defense never lived up to that. And that's the problem. And yeah, they're going to have to retool that a bit and they need, yeah, they're going to be buying for an Aaron Rodgers type situation though. I, if I'm Aaron Rodgers leaving the drama, you know, even if he's starting the drama where he's at, I don't know if Washington's the right right place to go. You probably want to say go that fight on national TV just kind of. Yeah. And even though the Steelers seem dramatic, yeah. it's dramatic from the Steelers standard. Mm-hmm. Like it's not quite the drama they're dealing with in Washington. And I think especially Aaron Rodgers going there could kind of solidify some stuff uh, to where you're just going to still deal with Juju Smith Schuster, but maybe the, the rest of it will kind of calm down. And, and I feel bad for Ron Rivera. I don't think this is his fault. Like, I just yeah, think this I, is a team. I agree, that is, but at some point he'll go because, like, I mean, after, well, yeah, because the owner's not going to go. That's the other thing. Like, all these people being like, oh, whatever the latest scandal in the Washington Post is, like, that's going to be the one that gets. No, it's not. Dan Snyder's not going anywhere. You better hope Dan Snyder just gets tired of dealing with it. That's the only way he ever sells a team is if he gets tired of running the team, which he's not going to. Ownership network there is never going to And I mean, it, he, he's friends with too many of them and too much of that money talks. I mean, we've seen, I mean, throughout society, there's just certain people that skate. And if they tried like, to force stance, and I know people are like, well, they'll make him sell the team. No, they won't because he, he's the guy who will sue them back and yeah. he's going to have receipts. Yeah. They're not going after one of their own because that guy can pull out the receipts <laughs> he'll, on he'll every other thing. Those emails. Yeah. He'll, release yeah, he'll pull out every other them. thing. Every single one of those owners <laughs> has done and be like, okay, let's play scorched earth. Like, so he's yeah. not going anywhere. That's that's a pipe dream. Thinking he's right. going to go anywhere. I, 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 to me, like when people start talking about that, it's just like, uh, okay, or we could be realistic and just realize you've got a crappy owner and that sucks. But something that really surprised me coming out of this weekend was uh, seeing Sue Leonard retiring. I guess it's not shocking. We know uh, yeah. she retired from teaching a couple of years ago at Fort with volleyball. Um, so it's not a shocker, shocker, but just to see it, you know, it's kind of the coach K thing at Duke. It wasn't out of this world shocking, but it's all oh, here it is. And, and, and it's going. So that volleyball program that has been just so solid, pretty much her entire tenure of coaching there and has history there before her that she was really able to, to use and move forward with. I mean, she's done a great job at Fort and, and the way she capped it off this year, we get into that state tournament where it seemed like they just, these previous years, previous chunk of time, just couldn't get over that hump. I was just, 
it was really nice to see the write-ups on her uh, and getting all that attention that she's getting retiring from volleyball there at Fort Defiance and, and such a, a career to be proud of, not only at Fort Defiance, everything she did prior to coming to Fort and just an absolute staple of, of what they've had there in Verona. Yeah, and whenever a coach like that who has had their team you know, at the top for so long retires, it's obviously going to be a little bit surprising. Um, and, and you're going to be like, oh, wow. And so obviously, you know, Jay. hats off to her. She had a great career as a coach and she did a great job there and even coached at college, like you said, and that's off to her. That's that's amazing. Fort had a very good season this year in volleyball, got very close. Uh, they finally were able to beat Rockbridge, but unfortunately they weren't able to get much further in the States. Um, in fact, they didn't advance in the States, but um you know, now obviously the next question is going to be for Fort, who who steps in and what happens to that program? Because Sue Leonard did a very good job keeping those girls disciplined and keeping the hunger alive for that team for so long. I am very curious to see if whoever steps in is someone who's helped Sue Leonard, is familiar with that system, or is it going to be a totally outside person and they're going to have to kind of get their own thing in there and see what happens to that program. Cause Wilson is still very good. And there's going to be some other teams in the Shenandoah district that are going to be looking for that top spot. Now I mean, river riverheads keeps doing great at class one level and challenging through the regular season in, in volleyball. So mm-hmm. yeah, there's plenty of competition there locally. And, and yeah, I think they've kind of been that top dog and everybody's been trying to knock off. Can they kind of maintain that? Or is it somebody else's turn? And, you know, that reminds me of basketball this week. I, you know, I wonder if Buffalo Gap boys have kind of maybe got over a little bit of hump there too. We, we have some high hope for them this season, you know, especially being in class one, can they, you know, get through the regular season with some success and then roll that into the postseason success, but beating Stanton this last week, 59, 53, um, I, that stood out to me like great win for the bison. That's kind of one of those wins that you kind of been waiting for some of these other years where, Oh, they've won some games and then, you know, they play Stanton or play, you know, one of the best teams in the district and kind of fall off there. And, and then, then they don't really rebound from that. You kind of see them swoon this. Can they build on this? Can they take, I see we're beating Stanton. Everybody says Stanton's one of the best in the district. You know, Wilson will be brought up too. we beat them. Let's, let's keep going. So I'm, I'm interested to see how they keep rolling there. So I thought that was a great win for the Bison boys. Well, it's a win that keeps them in the conversation, at least, because if they lose that game, I think you're right. I think we're talking about, oh, okay, well, this is what Gap usually does. Are you talking Stanton Wilson? Yeah, this is what Gap usually does. They beat up on their non-district schedule, and then they get in the district, and they can't seem to find enough to keep it together. So starting off well, winning that first district game, and it's against a tough team like Stanton that was one of the teams that you looked at as, hey, this is a team that might be able to beat Wilson in the district. Wilson had a little bit of a rough week this week, but had a rough week. Yeah. they're going to, when they get in the district, they'll be okay. Uh, losing to Strasburg was a bit of an eye opener. Charlottesville, you know, that's one thing, but Strasburg's another one. And I'm sure coach Hartman is talking to his boys and they're going to get that corrected. But I think when you look even at the girl side though, you know, on the flip side, what we're talking about with the gap boys, we, we're kind of the opposite feeling with the gap girls. Now we were like, Hey, they're off to a hot start. They're young though. Can they keep this going when they get in the district season? Well, Stanton went out there. Stanton thumped them. So that, that, Stanton's not the team we assume is the second best team in the district. Right. I mean, like they're mid range, and yeah, they 
And now they're going to play a, a class four team this week. Uh, actually, while we're recording, playing Sharando, Buffalo Gap. So that's going to be tough. I, I'm not sure what Sharando has this year, but I know that's a girls program that more years than not is competitive. So that's going to be tough for Buffalo Gap. And, and we could be looking at the five freshmen learning some hard lessons here as we get ready to go on. Because I, I think obviously the one of the teams that leaps out to you at the start is Fort. And then the other one is Riverheads on the girls side. You know, you look at Fort with coach Gale there and you're wondering, Hey, can that team win a girls championship running ridiculous? Well, right now they're doing okay. They're they're off to a pretty good start. Riverheads is another team though, that they're going to be good. And class one is class one, but they play class two and class three teams and they hold their own in the district year in, year out. So for Coach Morgan of Buffalo Gap, I'm not saying they can't win the district. I'm not saying one loss here to Stanton ends it. But like you said, Stanton is not the team that we would consider the favorite, and they got thumped. So these young girls are going to have to learn a lot of lessons quick if they're going to be a contender down the road. And Gap did lose uh, to Sharando 44-30 to uh, Monday night here. So, yeah, like they, they're coming off a couple of straight losses, so they're going to have to rebound. They'll have their opportunities too. Um, yeah, I, I think that is the, the biggest thing. I, I I guess I've just seen Mike Gale do it with draft enough times that I just think, like, especially this first year with the different style with the girls there for it, I think I just see them having more success than not. And I'm not saying they go undefeated through the district or anything, but I just think they're going to be up there. I think they have talent over there. The ransom girl is so good. Um, they got a Lillian Barry. She's a collegiate athlete uh, herself. So I, I think, I think they're going to be good this year. And uh, I think that style helps them do that. So um, yeah, then those were our games of the week. Stanton gap games last week were our games of the week. Gap boys won. Stanton girls won this week. It's the Fort Riverheads games. They play Thursday night, uh, both boys and girls. Uh, the girls will be playing at Riverheads. The boys will be playing at Fort. Um, so those are big games to check out if you're able to get out to the gyms. But I think those are both interesting games as far as standings go. Riverheads just kind of getting going. And obviously first district game uh, for both of those teams when they face off here. Um, but it's I, I think it's a good early measuring stick where these teams are. I think Riverheads is, has opened well. I mean, only having played three games to this point. Um, one of those wins being Perry McClure, who's a team that was – I thought they won the States last year in class one, but if not, they were very deep. Uh, they have like a six mm-hmm. 11 kid on that team. Riverhead's not known for their size when you look at their roster. So <laughs> I, was, I, say, I was impressed with yeah. the win for Riverhead's the other night. They play them again coming up, but then also uh, they're going to have four on Friday. So I think that's big for the boys, but on the girls side, I think, yeah, I, again, a measuring stick and can Riverhead's, you know, handle the, you know, Fort three fiance or whatever we're going to be calling it there. Um, because it's just going to be interesting. So both those matchups Thursday definitely are games of the weeks for both boys and girls. Yeah, I would agree with that. And, you know, obviously we've been talking about the COVID problems we've had at the the NFL and college, and we we hope that doesn't happen in high school. Uh, We're hoping to get through that season without that, and that would be nice, uh, especially with the winter season. But yeah, uh, to talk about another league that's being affected by COVID, though, Leland, the NHL. Everybody's being affected by like at the transition. This wasn't a thing last year. Like, yes, the NHL had games missed here and there, but I mean, they shut things down. Like, they were like, "All right, hands up, we're not playing for like 
four days. And they were supposed to start today. Had, they didn't. bubbles last year, though, Most right? of the game, uh, yes, they did. Most of the games for tomorrow have already been canceled. I think there's still two that are still being played. Um, and that's a league that I think everybody but one player is vaccinated. So I don't know. So on Monday, the CDC now comes out with mm-hmm. – the five day instead of the 10 day, that's going to all the, uh, every league is announced on Monday night, Tuesday, we have a new announcement about how we handle this. And that's, and that's fair. You're dealing with I think, the current. You yeah, got to be I, able to adjust. And I think that's fair. I think what you're going to see is kind of what the NFL did last week. If you're, if, you're if you don't have symptoms tested. and you're vaccinated, yeah. we're not testing. I, from what I've seen uh, reported in, you know, that's not, what I know in my house, and obviously I'm not doing research. It's at some point these leagues just got to figure that out on their own, and and they are insulated enough that I don't think you're a menace to society if your rules are backing off a little bit. You're exposing each other to each other, so I think you you do have some leeway there. And as long as it's not just ignore it all and go ahead, I don't think you're being ridiculous. So you're doing your best with the information given. You see the CDC backing off things. I, I find it strange. <laughs> I I mean, and this is off sports topic. It's just things are spreading quickly right now with this, um, with this new variant and everything, but like a lot of places aren't wearing masks anymore. Now that, so like, it doesn't surprise me that spread is more rapid right now. I I think there is some hand in hand there. So like the distancing is probably a big part of what I'm saying there. It's not just masks because I know masks aren't perfect, but like this masking and like last year, oh, this all wasn't spread so much last year. Well, we had a lot of distancing rules and a lot of masking rules. And there was a lot of, and I think everybody's gotten tired of it. And, you know, people are enforcing it less and you go to the grocery stores, it's different. So I think that's generally why we're seeing these spreads as part of it. It's part of it. Part of it. So now yeah. when you go to these sports leagues, I, I think it's separate from the rest of society. These sports leagues that are operating within themselves, I'm willing to understand them even backing off even a little bit more because they, everybody wants it. Everybody knows what they're getting into. You've had time to get vaccinated if you want to. When you talk about the NHL, nearly all of them are vaccinated. Um, it's You just got to kind of move forward now. And then if you're having symptoms, you're going to be out. But if you're not, play on. And I'm, I'm comfortable for that in these insulated situations. Well, and the other thing there is, too, like it incentivizes for other leagues like the NBA or the NFL, it incentivizes, hey, get vaccinated. If you get vaccinated, we're not going to test you unless you're vaccinated you and not showing symptoms. You're good. Yeah. yeah. Now, if you're not vaccinated, we're going to keep testing you because that's a separate issue. But, um, yeah, so for me in the NHL and like with the NFL stance, I was like, that's kind of what you got to do or you're just going to have to shut down because it's just it's too widespread. So. Um, yeah, that's the one thing for the NFL team. When you talk about the Ravens being down two quarterback, I mean, the Saints are playing Monday Night Football with down two quarterback. Like, it's not, you know, one team is not a good product, far worse than the others. Like, a lot of teams are having a lot of problems, not every single team, but a lot of teams. Yeah, but it's not good product. No, no one tuned into that Ravens game thinking, wow, this is good for football. Like, I want to watch this, but. But that's um, the NFL with their eyes on the postseason schedule and not affecting Oh, them. sure. That's them keeping their windows locked in in January. And I think that's another reason you're going to see this get pushed through and they're going to stop testing. I bet the testing altogether, like, even if they didn't announce it, it would be the, uno- it would be the uh, officially unofficial <laughs> 
position of the NFL, we're not going to do as much testing in the playoffs. And they would do no testing before the Super Bowl. There would be zero tests. Could you imagine? Tom Brady (laughs) versus Patrick Mahomes. And and they're like, oops, Tom Brady has COVID. They had the announcement a week ago. College semifinals and final will not be moved. You know, if someone forfeits, team advances or team wins national championship on forfeit. Like, whoo, that's for real. And uh, before that, Coach Coach TJ, that helps me with the the black team uh, for the Little League girls basketball, he's a Michigan fan. So he's riding high. You know, this is the peak. Uh, This is what he's been waiting for and praying for. And I think he sold his soul for and wow. uh, he's just immediately, he's like, go to a bubble, bubble these teams. <laughs> like, we got to play them. We got to play. Like, this is our I only, don't think, you know. <laughs> I don't think you're going to see. I think basically what that was saying is uh, we're not testing. Uh, the NCAA ESPN is NCAA not going is to not allow this game to not ESPN happen. ESPN is in control of these games. NCAA has nothing to do. With yeah. About ESPN is not going to allow these games to not happen. ESPN will probably slap the COVID testers and throw them out of the building if they show up. They'll be like, absolutely not. Yeah. I, yeah, I just, I do wish they were in a bubble just to guarantee these games happen, but I think uh, the guarantee of money is going to make it happen either way. So. Yeah. But, um, TJ did not sell his soul to the devil. <laughs> well, I mean, that we he's know probably of. Listening. He's probably like, why do you say that about me? That we know <laughs> he of. probably like, yep, I did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who knows? But you were talking about your Lego house that you got. My Home Alone Lego house. It's yes. So cool. I'm wearing one of mine, which isn't great for a podcast audio medium. But I see your hat. Yeah, Washington Capitals hat. My brother and his significant other, uh, got that for me and how significant i mean they're dating significant i so. just wasn't sure you know the holiday season tends to pull t- t- tends to crank things oh up yeah i mean we, we're Ultimate calling them team brindle i mean they're team brindle it's cool um <laughs> so they've got a they've got their you know celebrity couple name but Good yeah um we're all but i uh this is one of the things they got me the other is a shirt that I'm not wearing right now, but uh, supports my favorite Russian probably ever in Alexander Ovechkin. So that's cool. Did you see uh, a, a member of the Russian media today uh, passed away from uh, uh, falling out of a window? No, I I would be willing to bet he didn't. Well, I mean, he, <laughs> I well, he, he did fall. Yeah, he did fall, he but I'm sure somebody helped him fall. Um <laughs> Yeah, typically. Propelled out of a window. <laughs> yeah, the number of journalists that just, you know, have freak accidents happen to them in Russia is, is pretty high. Weird. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty high. Um, but Alexander Ovechkin hopefully wasn't involved in that. And uh, what was that commercial, like, a Sports Center commercial where, like, he's up in the ceiling? No, that like, was, um, oh, man, who was Ovechkin our goalie then? Ovechkin was the player on the floor. Oh, they, like, dropped him down. Yeah, we had another goalie who was Russian, Varlamov. That was in the Varlamov days, and Varlamov lowered him. And then uh, he's like, what are you working in the dark? You're a Russian spy? That was Steve Levy talking to him. That was great. Those This is SportsCenter commercials are fantastic. I love them. I think they stopped doing them. Or if they didn't, I don't see them anymore. 
they probably had issues filming them for the last year, like traveling people. Oh, like, you, know, you know what? That's, that's a, probably what's holding that's a it up great a little bit. Point. They'll get back to them. They they're not going to stop that. They that's a brand making those commercials. Yeah, and then um, well, I know I talked to you. I think I said it on here last week that I was talking about when my TV dropped. Yes, ES- oh, yeah. I lost ESPN. It's the latest in the Comcast TV. drama. Uh, well, I had Comcast of I mean, all of a week. Have you ever seen ACC Network yet? I've seen it all of a week, um, and then Comcast does what Comcast does best. I'd forgotten that regional sports fees and broadcast TV fees were a thing because I haven't dealt with them with another provider in YouTube TV. And so I realized that when it pops up on my bill, and I'm like, oh, I'm not saving money. I'm actually spending more money now. Mm-hmm. And Comcast charged me for a TV box they never sent me. And Ooh. so... Uh, the original plan was I was going to Charlottesville to pick it up. And then I saw the the revised bill, and then I looked even deeper, and I was like, "This these fees are not going to be cheaper. Like, this is going to be more expensive. I don't have to pay for these fees when I'm at YouTube TV. Somehow, YouTube TV covers that for me. And Comcast, who is this major cable corporation that blocks out and has a monopoly in terms of cable TV on the majority of this country, can't afford to pay that. So... I, I just called him and said, you know what? On second thought, I'm not going to pick this box up. In fact, just cancel the whole thing. Take me back to what I was. And now I've, I'm getting faster internet for cheaper than I was before. So I guess that's a win. Although I'm assuming Comcast isn't going to try to nickel and dime me somewhere. So At some point, they'll come after you. What, uh, so what about cable? Are you, did they I'm back that? to YouTube TV. There you go. I'm back to I YouTube like TV. Better. Selfishly, I like that better. Disney's back. Yeah, everything is back on YouTube TV. I'm getting my $15 credit for the Disney dispute from last. Uh, so uh, for a month, I'll get it $15 cheaper. Um, yeah, it's great. It's great. Thank you to YouTube TV, by the way, because I signed back up, and the guy was super helpful, um, even though I didn't really need help with that. I just kind of had a question on am I still getting my $15 credit? since I didn't technically have service end and I just re-upped it. Um, and he said, yes, it'll be on next month's bill. And I was like, that's awesome. Thank you so much. This was a much different experience. I had to type two messages to a, a per, uh, to an agent uh, that I was chatting with versus calling someone on the phone and talking to them for three or for an hour and a half yesterday to figure out where the hell my box was that I'm being charged for. Where, which, by the way, the, the beauty is, if you're ever in this situation, Comcast is going to suggest that uh, you let them put a second box on your bill. And then when the second box gets there and you activate it, they'll take the first one off. And I was like, oh, okay, so I'll be paying Wait, for two no. boxes. And like, <laughs> well, yeah. And I was like, okay, then no. Yeah, trust us. We'll do it right. Yeah. yeah, and let me tell you, the spoiler alert, I didn't go through this. I'm hoping not to go through it here in about a month. But what happens is, if you don't send the box back, then they charge you, start charging you for it. But it's like I told the person today, I was like, now I better not see this on my bill in 30 days or we'll have an issue. She's like, oh, you're not going to see it. You're not going to see it. I was like, okay. Now, I've been told all kinds of lies by Comcast people on the phone before. But, yeah, I can't return what I don't have. So this is, you you know, you're talking about your, I guess, you know, your assistant coach, talked to Comcast to make this deal with the devil since that's what Comcast is. <laughs> and yeah, this is Michigan being 
in the in the semifinal all goes through through Comcast. Yeah. That goes through Comcast. <laughs> I just I just wish I didn't have to deal with them at all. I hate them so much. I hate everything Comcast is. I don't anything that Comcast supports. I want to support the opposite. Like the Comcast cares initiatives. No, they don't. Even when they're doing charity work, I'm sure they mess that up. They send the water to the wrong disaster. And they're like, oops. Well, for a fee of $15. The, the beer cans with water. It's just beer. <laughs> yeah. For $15, we'll fix, we'll fix our mess for $15. They're like, no, just leave. Just go back to hell where you came from. I don't need you. One good thing about these last couple of days, uh, you're talking about Comcast. I haven't been watching much TV, but when I have been watching TV, I've been stuck on West Wing. I did this a year ago. Mm. West Wing was leaving Netflix. So I was like smashing as much in before it left Netflix. I was like, it'll be on HBO Max. And I, I, you know, what's going to happen? Am I going to be able to watch it? I ended up still watching it. But like, it's just like muscle memory. I'm back to watching West Wing here in December. And, uh, it's just, it just makes me feel good. I think my note here is that it's comfort food. It's just, I know what's going to happen. The show is so like driven towards positive, even when there's failures, even when negative things happen, there's still like people that are trying to be good and make the good things happen for this country. It's, it just reminds me also, they, they have these storylines that are just like, you could plug them into today. It's the same oh, yeah. argument they had in the early 2000s that they're having now. It's just, you know, updated names. Um, I, I mean, it's just, it's, it's funny to watch that, you know, it is pre nine 11 in season one and they mentioned bin Laden and stuff, you know, it's just like, they, they understood the landscape when they were making the show, you know, I'm sure accuracy is not the right word to throw to it, but like they're drawing from accurate storyline and events and, and uh, topics and, scenarios so like it's just i don't know i i it makes you feel like you know something but then also it makes you feel good too i just i always enjoy watching that show yeah it's it's a good show three times a year because patrick height comes on and talks about it but it's a good show and yeah i would definitely say there's definitely some fiction and things seem to always work out the same president gets shot his daughter gets kidnapped um, what other major, oh, they have a government shutdown. They have a um, medical scheme. We have a different president coming. Like he has to, when, when his daughter's kidnapped, he has to step down and the speaker and the, speaker there is no the vice president then because he's stepped down because of a scandal. So the speaker of the house, which is a, from the opposite party takes over as president and it's John Goodman. Like it, I mean, just the maximum things happen all to the same president, but that's, that's how TV's built. Yeah. It's not as bad as uh, Designated Survivor. I found that show to be terrible. I I wanted to like that show. Yeah, I wanted to like that show, but I'm telling you, after like the third or fourth episode, I was like, I'm out. I'm out. Similar for me. Similar Um, for me. I like Kiefer. I like 24, mm -hmm. and then I like you know, like White House kind of shows. Yeah, that that didn't do it. That didn't do it. Uh, Veep is great. That's another one that's, you know. Yeah, because it's far so. (laughs) What's funny is that when it came out, it was so far-fetched with the ridiculousness. And then storylines in real life started Mm. repeating what Veep had happened. Yeah, now it's like, oh, okay, that's kind of real. (laughs) Um, Speaking of, I I saw two movies this weekend. Uh, One was one I had 
been wanting to see. What we got? It was Nightmare Alley, and Guillermo oh. del Toro made it. I'm a big fan of Guillermo del Toro's that, work. Oh, that's like Bradley Cooper and Kate Blanchett and people. Yes. Yeah. Good cast. It is a good cast. I will say, long movie. My yeah. God, long movie. Two and a half hours in it. You felt every bit of it. It took... and Like, when I sat and thought about it, I was like, okay, could they have cut any of this out? Maybe a little bit, but not a lot, because some of the stuff, like, when you're at the beginning, you're like, man, this is slow. You need to know that, because it kind of play comes back, comes full circle at the end, and so you're like, okay. But it just... It was just really long. Um, and then the second one, which I thought was hilarious, is on Netflix. It's called Don't Look Up. That has, ironically, a lot of the same people that were in Nightmare Alley. It doesn't have Bradley Cooper, but it has you a lot of the other one? people. Yes, I did. Did you watch it? I want to. I haven't yet. I really want to. Yeah, don't watch it in front of the kids. Lots of language. But, oh, yeah. Um, hilarious. There's Jonah Hill in it. I'm not going to watch it in front of the kids. Yeah. Hilarious, very topical. Um, you talking about like, oh, it's funny because it couldn't happen. Like, it's funny because some of it is stuff that we're living right now in terms of varying levels of social commentary. And then also, like, when I thought of it, I was like, ah, that's not impossible. If we were presented with that situation, that's not impossible. I could see us doing that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. I, uh, yeah, and I know you're probably not saying much because uh, I don't. Yeah, don't no spoilers, spoil anything but, for me. But yeah, that's a great cast, and so I'm. I'm I if a I lot of just, the cast carryovers in that. Ron Perlman's in both. Um, uh, see the now the guy's name's escaping me, but there's a actor who plays uh, Steve Jobs slash Jeff Bezos slash Elon Musk hybrid kind of guy is in both. Uh, Kate Blanchett is in both. Awesome. Yeah, lots of crossover there, which I was kind of surprised by because I was like, wow, it's two movies being released at the same time, kind of with a lot of the same people. Um, but I thought both were good movies. So, like I said, it's just Nightmare Alley. I think I was just disappointed because I had built it up. Yeah, I, I don't think I was going to watch that anyway. The cast is what would bring me in for that one. But, uh, yeah, nothing you said is going to sway me towards that. So, yeah. Del Toro doesn't draw me in i love del toro's work Uh, pan's labyrinth is fantastic um i think he's good at what he does he just it 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 doesn't get me in there pan's pan's labyrinth is a long movie but that's when i don't feel it like i just thought that was a fantastic movie uh he also does i think he was involved with the hellboy movies uh there's another horror movie called mama which i thought was good Um, those commercials were freaky the Orphanage is one he did. I love The Orphanage. Um, a, good, a good uplifting orphanage movie. It's not. Um, <laughs> it's also in the horror genre. This yeah. is not. This is. It's classified as a thriller suspense movie, like and that's accurate. Yeah. 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 But I, I like Guillermo del Toro. I'm, I always look forward to anything he's involved in, but this one maybe I built up a little too much and just was a little disappointed about feeling the length of it so maybe i'll go back and watch it again in three or four years and see if i still feel that way but i had a moment this weekend where i really i got sucked back to being a three-year-old boy 
because my three-year-old boy got a train from Santa and nothing extravagant, just a pretty much a round oval, mm-hmm. um, with, but a solid little train on there. And I got it running and then he like laid down in front of me and we just laid there and watched a train run for like 10 minutes and just watching it. And I just remember doing that kind of stuff when I was a kid. I think it's like the basic, uh, and it's probably, you know, genderism here, but like it's so such a little boy thing to do, just sit there and watch a train. And uh, we were doing it. So we, we bonded over that train. That was good. That's cool. Well, I mean, that's, that's cool. And that's yeah, a, really that's a that could be a potential fun hobby. Yeah. We have a neighbor, my parents have a neighbor who has like his whole basement built yes. up in like this train set like all up on tables but it's like mountains and you know fake in water villages and I'm sure in a town. I mean, it's extravagant, like crazy. And uh I hadn't been down there for a long time we when they moved in there uh when they built on that property is when we were down there and it was unbelievable. So uh it reminded me that, like, I, I might need to, uh, you know, just happen to bump into him at the right time again. And uh, <laughs> yeah, he loves showing it off. That's the thing. That's not me being rude. That's uh, me playing it. He's just looking for an opportunity, and I think he, all my kids would enjoy it. Uh, even even my older kids that are probably past the point of just sitting still for ten minutes, but I, I appreciate ten minutes of him sitting still, and uh, it was good. Yeah, that is awesome. That's very cool, and. Oh, I also bought the worst tree ever. I bragged and bragged about my $15 tree. I don't know if I did that on the podcast. I'm sure you did. It was the deadest. Like, it stopped drinking water. I never let it go dry. I It it stopped drinking water, like, a week and a half ago. So even when a tree stops drinking water, it's still going to kind of be okay for a little bit. Not this one. This one dried up, lost. Like, you could just run your hand down the branch and just needles just shed off of it. It was the worst tree I've ever experienced in my life. Man, so I know I, exactly what you mean. Um, oh, wait. No, I don't. I don't have a tree I, here because it's a total waste of time. Yeah. I cut it off a side of a mountain myself, and I, I don't think I'm going to be able to return to that mountain. It was a fun experience getting it, and I was happy about the price. We had to drive to go get it. I thought that was kind of the balance of the price, but I don't know if it was, you know, you know, climate issues for it this year or something with the dryness. I want to talk to other people that went out there and bought them, but uh, yeah, it was not good for us. And that's honestly, we came, we kind of do a three days of Christmas thing. We got home last night on Sunday night from, uh, from our like last of it. And our plan was, okay, on Monday, we're taking it down. We got home. And we're like, this thing's got to go down now. Like we are uncomfortable turning on the Christmas lights. Like we're oh, yeah, going to start fire. spark a fire right mm-hmm. now, which is terrible. I'm not saying that in a joking way. Because yeah. I know someone locally in Strap had that this weekend. That's yeah. absolutely terrible. But, um, yeah, yeah, we thought it was a, a hazard to have it in the house. So we got it out. Last night at 11 o'clock, we threw it out the back door. I have uh, seen many a Christmas tree thrown out a door in my time as a child. Um, when we had cats, the cats would keep knocking the tree over, and my, my dad got frustrated. Um, we took the tree down one year. I saw my uncle, his tree just fell down. They didn't have pets. It just fell down and he got mad and threw it out the back door. And at the time he had his yard kind of sloped into a ditch down to a road and he just threw it down there and it slid all the way into the ditch. Um, and when we pulled up for Christmas, like he had, he was throwing it out the door as we were pulling up. So we just see the tree sliding down. We're like, Oh, cool. Christmas is over. Yeah. But, um, 
So, yeah, I know how that is. But at least you got the yard for it. Yeah, it's I just so ridiculous. These trees. The what do you have? Do you have a fireplace? No, we have gas logs. Yeah. So it's not something you could cut up. I honestly threw it up on the truck and took it from my parents' burn pile. But yeah, it's in in a field down a hill ready to burn. And it's going to go up quick when it does. It's the driest tree I've ever touched. Like I would expect, like even when I throw a Christmas tree out, like I get it out of my house, throw it on. Last year we did have a burn pile in our field. I threw the tree on it. And like in March, there was still green on it. Like, you know, it was still dying, but it was still had green on it this thing's already just done. Like it, it, it was the worst thing I've ever had. I mean, it was like just so many needles in our house. Like I'll show you the pictures. It, it was, it was the worst experience. My wife who's probably swore she'd never have a fake tree has been looking for fake trees ever since like last Thursday. So I will say if, if I was going to have a tree, it'd have to be a fake one. I mean, our family did that a while ago and it is a lot even now, my mom has one of the older fake trees, which is, I didn't have to deal with it this year, which I loved. That was my Christmas, that would have been Christmas gift enough, was, hey, you don't have to deal with this tree. Um, but that thing is a pain to set up. It's an even bigger pain to take down. Because they never go back in the box quite how you, when you buy them. Like, that's just not a thing. I don't know how that works, but never goes back in the right way and then you're always having to lug it up and throw it in a closet and it's just a pain and a half to yeah. deal with but uh last week we're all positive about christmas now it's all the negative <laughs> yeah well now it's the new year and you get ready for a new year and all that jazz but let's in fact because we won't have another episode until the new year leland oh goodness 2021 I don't do resolutions. No, I'm not asking you for resolution. Good. 2021. I just live my life perfectly as is, you know. <laughs> Highlights of 2021. Highlights of 2021. I, I'm a Riverheads homer, so that easily comes to my mind first. That's recent memory. But uh, trying to look back more, I, uh, I think the Hokie basketball team kind of exceeding expectations last winter. Mm-hmm. I, I really enjoyed that and, 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 and being there in the tournament. I know the tournament didn't go the right way, but I enjoyed that last year because I was also – we had gone the year before without an NCAA tournament. So just college basketball in general last year uh, made me happy, and it didn't bother me. I, Baylor winning it, just like somebody different uh, being up there. So, yeah, I, I think college basketball stood out to me last year. And then my 1A on this was Jamie softball. Like that mm-hmm. was incredible. Just absolutely incredible. Um, but, you know, they were knocking on that door. And even with them being so good as a program, you just never you never really thought, okay, they'll get to the College World Series and actually, like, do anything. Like, they'll get there, maybe, but then just get wiped out. No, they made a name for themselves. And I thought it was great for Odyssey. And having watched Odyssey come all the way through, because she was there when uh, Megan was there, I, I really enjoy JMU softball. I know it's not like I watched them in, in February and March, but, uh, you know, starting to catch them in the CAA tournament and all that. It was it was a fun, fun ride. Yeah, I, I would agree with that one. I, I think JMU softball was a fantastic story. It got JMU on the national stage in a positive way, and that's always good. And 
generated more attention to JMU than they've ever had, which is, which is yeah. great. And um, it's a piece to the puzzle of them going to the Sun Belt now. Sure. That, that national recognition, like that's piece that, that helped get them there. And, uh, you know, we touched on this, I guess, Thanksgiving, you brought it up, but um, sports gambling being legal in Virginia in 2021 has been fun. Um, I mean, it's changed your and I's conversations about sports ever since, since. It has. And look, I mean, obviously, you know, it's getting March Madness will be here before we know it. And it'll be not recognizing states again season. And, <laughs> you know, certain states will lose their statehood, in my opinion. And um, we'll deal with that. And I guess they'll get reinstated for college football and they'll have another chance then. But, um, yeah, it, it's it's going to be fun. And. I'll be honest. That's another reason I'm really missing hockey right now is that's the sport I tend to do the best in. And so when it's not there, I'm like, ah, (laughs) crap, come on. But um, go ahead. Another thing that stood out to me this year, and I think I underplayed it uh, when it was happening, was um, I just love going to Stanton Braves games. Like, oh, yes. And I loved having the kids and going and like, I just am not at a point where we can just drag three kids all the time to Stanton Braves games. Like, we're just not in that position. I loved having you on those broadcasts oh. and like I, I listened to more Stan Bray because it's not like they hadn't had ways to listen to Stan Braves in previous years, but I didn't do it. But with you being on there, I listened and I really enjoyed that. And that I know it sounds like I'm sucking up to you, but like you do a good job. But then also I love my Stan Braves. So like it was just I really enjoyed that this summer. Like I listened to you at least two, three nights a week. I had John and it was it was awesome. Yeah, I enjoy doing that. That that was a lot of fun. Hope. Hopefully, uh, maybe another opportunity to do that again in the summer yeah, and um, do more Valley League games because I love that league. And, and I guess that would be another highlight of 2021. The league, the Valley League was back and yeah. it was a lot of fun watching those games. Um, and I know I give Charlottesville a hard time, but even going up to Charlottesville to watch, call games. I mean, like it's just the Valley League was back last year and, and that was a ton of fun to be able to watch those games and watch those kids play and to see. Yeah good quality baseball in the area again in the summer, which was desperately missed during the pandemic. And it's good for that to be back. And then of course, uh, our friend George Loss wins the championship in Strasburg. Yeah. Yeah. That was great. That was great. I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, George Loss, he's been on the podcast before, mm-hmm. uh, just, just like uh, Sue Leonard has, but we talked about her. I forgot to mention that when we talked about her, she had been on the podcast before. Um, but I think for both of us, one of the things that I think we're most happy about with our sports fandom is that we are heading a different direction with tech football. Like I've, I've hated this time during this podcast that we've been so negative about tech football because they've earned it because they haven't been good and we've been headed in the wrong direction. I'm glad at least we have hope. Uh, you know, this we have a new hope. It's it's episode uh, four. Episode of- four. <laughs> Brett Pry is Luke Skywalker. Yeah. It's, it's a new hope and, and, and we think it'll work and there's reasons to believe it'll work, but it, maybe it doesn't, but at least we have to hope because we all hope was lost at the beginning of the season. Even I was down on what was going to happen. My, my buddy made a bet about them winning eight games and I just laughed in his face and <laughs> that he made that bet with somebody and he, he paid it in like October. <laughs> yeah. Well, he should have known better than that. I mean, I know we looked at our schedule and said, yeah, we should win at least eight games, but I don't think either one of us thought that would happen. Oh, we knew who Fuente was. Yeah. But I'm just glad it's a new direction. Yeah, it is a new direction. Make this um, podcast more positive. Because <laughs> when I'm be. down down with you, it's it's for negative times on the X Sports podcast. But 
uh, I did. I forgot to touch on this. You know, our tradition of watching the Muppet Christmas Carol and oh, yeah. and all that was fun. That's always a highlight every year. But you know, something I have been forgetting to bring up, Leland, is you always say, "Well, Charles Dickens, you know, wrote it, so it's better." Charles Dickens is in the Muppet Christmas Carol. Like, in what sense? I mean, he's the guy narrating the story. I thought that, what? You might recognize him as Gonzo, but even he says, like, he's Charles Dickens. <laughs> he's telling the okay. story. Yes. Sorry. And I knew no Gonzo does that. <laughs> the timelines of... Uh... Muppets and Charles Dickens aren't lining up here, man. <laughs> so Charles Dickens even knew that the Muppets made it better. That's why he included them in this one, and they're better. Which brings me to a viral thing, and then we do probably should end this here soon. But brings me to a viral thing I saw on Twitter today. I don't know if you saw it. I saved it uh, as Charles soon as Dickens I saw died it. Died in 1870. But it was reference. false. <laughs> uh, he was in the Muppet Christmas Carol. Uh, but it was like a picture of Kermit and it says pick a movie oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. name a movie pick one actor everyone else is replaced by Muppets I love yeah. that game there are so many that I saw that I was like oh I would watch that um, it's like Jurassic Park keep Jeff Goldblum <laughs> yeah um but there were there were so many others uh that yeah. I, I think I saw one die hard keep Bruce Willis and everyone else's Muppets <laughs> um, yeah I saw that one too I would watch that uh, it, you would have to try hard to get me not to watch a Muppet movie, honestly. But it's just, oh, it's so great. And I actually didn't watch Muppet Christmas Carol this year because the other day I had the kids, we were going to watch it, and, like, my Disney just, like, wasn't working. That's sad. Ours was working Christmas morning. We watched it Christmas morning this year. Um, and Michael Caine is so good in that. Like, he is such a good actor, but he is What's phenomenal he in that. Yeah. It's good and everything. Which brings me to it's like Muppet, now. Like speaking of the other movies, like Muppet Treasure Island, you have Tim Curry in that. He's so good in that. And it's just I would love for them to do other literary classics. I can't I don't you know, I don't know what you would do. Moby Dick maybe. I'd watch the Muppets in Moby we'll get Dick. Get it to kill a mockingbird with uh... <laughs> oh. There will be a certain contingent that will be upset with that. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just, I would watch a lot of literary classics that feature the Muppets. I think they should. I think it helps kids. It would... What Muppet thing haven't you watched? That's the, I mean, that's the thing. Honestly, a lot of the original movies I hadn't seen. So Disney Plus, I'm, I'm go- working my way through that now. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm doing I the Great grew, Muppet I Caper. I watch those. Yeah, I'm doing the Great yeah, Muppet came... Caper now. Yeah. So I'm very excited about that, and you know, it's just. I was gonna. Say, the Muppets are like college football for you like you're gonna watch whatever's out there like yeah they can do whatever with the playoff i'm gonna watch it like <laughs> yeah exactly like i'm gonna yeah you can I say i don't want to watch it play alabama I'll when it came it. on i'll probably watch it <laughs> right they could they could say the muppets are gonna do you know a bruce springsteen concert i'll hate it but i'll watch it <laughs> <laughs> i'm oh, gonna sit there and be like wow i wish we could have replaced bruce springsteen with electric mayhem but <laughs> I'll watch it. I wish Dr. Teeth would have replaced Bruce Springsteen, but I'll, I'll still watch it. I'm not going anywhere. But, um, and this is, the, this is what made me think of 
you know, going, this is how my brain works. When you were talking about A New Hope and Brent Pry, I was like, oh, Star Wars, that Boba Fett show starting Wednesday. Disney Plus on Disney Plus. Disney Plus also has the Muppets. That's what we watched. And then it started down this Muppet trend. So that's a view into how my mind works. But wow. get ready for right. the book of Boba Fett. Yeah, I'm pumped for that. I, yeah, that starts, what, Friday? Wednesday. Wednesday. Ooh, okay. My kids have no awareness of that, that it starts Wednesday, so that's good. I will be looking forward to that, too. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're looking forward to all the college football that's going to be hopefully be happening. And by next time we talk to you, hopefully we've had some playoff games. Otherwise, there'll have been some major news in the sports world. But we'll be back next week to talk about all that. We hope you enjoyed our more laid-back version of the Exports podcast this week. We'll see if we stay in this kind of format or revisit it again. But we hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you are subscribed to us when we drop on early days that you don't miss us and make sure you're following us at yak sports pod on most social media things or yak sports pod at gmail.com make sure you tell your friends we're covering the sports that you care about as the augusta county sports fan and we'll be back next week to talk about that you've been listening to yak sports your augusta county sports podcast